0: Hello and welcome to Homegrown Daisy, the podcast where we dive into significant moments in our guests' lives and the jewellery that carry them through it. Each week we'll be chatting to a different face and voice, some that you might recognise, some that might be new to you. Now let's see whose jewellery collection we're diving into next. Hello and welcome back to another episode of our podcast, where we dive into the jewellery boxes of some of our favourite people, hearing all about the pieces that help tell their story. And on this episode, I'm joined by a very good friend of the brand, Nottingham Gal, now London-based, mega singer-songwriter, and quite possibly one of the best people in the biz, with the biggest heart, and I do believe... We're lost soulmates. It's Becca, everyone.
1: (laughs) I feel so shook. I'm shook by that intro. (laughs) Very good friend of the brand, soulmates. We are.
0: For anyone that doesn't know, we have been friends for a while. We've known each other for a while. And then our friendship is really being solidified Mm. in this year. You might recognize Becca's face. Becca featured in the Shrimps Daisy campaign photo shoot. (sighs) Loved and then that. at the launch event, yeah. you sang and also at the launch event after quite a few champagnes, mm. I was like, I
1: think we're soulmates. We are. <laughs> yeah, we are. I looked across <laughs> and there was my two soulmate women and you stood When together. you were singing, when you were yeah, performing. And yeah. you, I saw a tear I
0: and idea. I
1: was like, who is this? Who is my queen? <laughs> who is this queen? She's my queen.
0: So at the launch event, yeah, that was amazing. We had a really amazing party to celebrate so the launch of our shrimps collection. And we had champagne, we had pea martinis mm-hmm. with incredible food at Giaconi. It was amazing. And mm-hmm. you performed three songs, I think.
1: You know what? I think it was more. Was it? I think it was, yeah. I actually felt quite nervous before that, you know. Did you? Because I was thinking, is this room of very... Gorgeous, prestigious, fascinating, interesting intellectuals gonna to want to stop their conversation and stand mm. and watch me sing. I know what you I mean. It's never been
0: like, especially it's I like, ting, th- ting, ting. Everyone, stop yeah. what you're doing. Come you in and watch stand me sing, there, please. sure.
1: But it was a real treat. It was like a v- I'd never done that before. The whole thing was a bit nuts, though. The whole Shrimps Daisy Becker thing. It was cool. I was buzzing. Also, I love you both as brands, and I don't. I think it's quite a rare thing as an artist to get to collaborate with two people who you wear and rep and bug to dress yeah. you.
0: Well, that's, that's why I think it worked so well mm. because, so the backstory for everyone who doesn't yes, know was when we were, Hannah and I, Hannah from Shrimps, we were talking about doing the shoot for the collection. And we were trying to work out who, which model we might want to use. Mm. And we looked at a few models and then your, your face and your name just came into my head. And I just thought, oh, this would be so brilliant. Becca wears shrimps and Becca wears Daisy and, and, and is a genuine fan. And mm. I really believe that you kind of bring both of our collections, both of our brands to mm. life. You. And you said yes.
1: God, it was great, and you, you, you guys went for it because I had been being really annoying because I was on tour. You were on tour. You, you weren't like, getting back to us now.
0: I, but we didn't book anyone else. I was like, no, I, I've got it. I, it's in. I, it's in here now. I can't mm. use anyone else. No one else will do.
1: This is a whole series called Ruth's Gut because I love
0: <laughs> Ruth's Gut <laughs> Ruth's
1: skirt. <laughs> <laughs> skirt. instincts, not just gut, <laughs> gut health. Yeah, Ruth's gut health yeah
0: um and you brought it all to life and then we had the launch party and blah 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 and it was all just amazing and the rest Mm -hmm. is history but we are here today on the podcast god what are you how are you feeling
1: i am having the time of my life because whenever i come here to see you (laughs) it's all my bays from that night that party really did a lot
0: yeah it did didn't it
1: (laughs) just love the whole team i have to say because you might not let me say this later i love what you've made and the culture of your team is sensational every person you meet is just so warm so attentive so loving and you all seem to love one another which could be a fantastic lie but it's going (laughs) really well if it's just love what you built it's not a lie you know you see brands that you love and you see the ethos and the feeling and the summer girl and the you know all the gorgeous things you put out are actually what is that the heartbeat
0: i think it helps that we actually all like the product this is true Jewelry's really nice. No, but you're yeah. absolutely true. You're absolutely right. We have amazing people at work here. We do. That's all part of it. Anyway, let's start from the beginning and okay. tell everyone who you are.
1: So I'm Becca. Hello. Hello. And I'm now an artist, which I get told off for saying because artist, some people wouldn't know that means songwriter, mm-hmm. singer, performer. That's mm-hmm. my job. Um, and I was born in Nottingham lived there for a while, loved my life. (laughs) How much much detail do you want?
0: I want to know everything.
1: Okay, yeah, so it was in Nottingham. I I was just, I loved the arts. I think I've always loved the arts and very much wanted to be, I I don't know if you're allowed to talk about Michael Jackson anymore, but that's where it started back in the day. I know, it
0: is a bit. I know, I know, and
1: I actually wouldn't, but I have to be honest, that kind of music, his world, Quincy Jones, Stevie Wonder. Um, and was just always probably a very emotional child in terms of the arts and music like would really cry when things were portrayed gorgeously or if I heard classical music or film music would just bawl. My dad once says he was took me to Tesco which I think he used to do because it would people would look at him and be like oh a man out with a kid but he took me to Tesco (laughs) and he says I was just sat there and this music started and I just started like crying my eyes out to it because I was so moved by it Oh which my kind of God. Makes how old sense were you to, I think I was maybe like three which I'm always suspicious of the story though dad because was I just crying for something else but
0: yeah sure <laughs> and you just not you hadn't just bought you that thing that you wanted to buy 100% but yeah. we'll
1: live the lie um <laughs> yeah and then so went on to decide to study vocal music performance and the business. And I was wanted to do other things. I thought about international development and that kind of thing, but Mm. always thought I will imagine people making music and feel sad. So went to uni, did that, had a few years of, I guess a bit of like industry investment where I was working with another guy and we were a duo. We used to do some writing, very much stars in your eyes kind of writing with the person who wrote with Corinne Bailey Ray and Mm -hmm. losing my mind on the way thinking like, it's gonna change my life, X (laughs) Factor. Um, and then I'd had some really beautiful friends at uni called Han, Andy and James. And they'd actually sung at my wedding, which is great, like years on. And they got in touch and said, do you want to do some backing vocals for us? So I was like, in London by this point, thought, yeah, this could be fun. Um, and then things kind of spiraled from there. So they were about to release an album. We had this, this gig before they released this album and they had a load of their team there. And after the show, the team were like, why don't we get Becca to sing one of these songs on the album? So they rang me up and were like, do you wanna do that? Do you wanna sing on the album? And again, I think I just didn't really understand how, like, how well they were doing. Um, so I was like, sure. Yeah. And they were like, what do you wanna be called? And at the time I was in a duo. So I was thinking, well, the name of the duo. Yeah. And they were like, well, that's a bit awkward because that's not it. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> we, we bounced around the houses and then we were like, should we just call me Becca? I'm like, yeah, great. And so then we toured the world for a few years and ended up having another song together that went viral in Indonesia called Location Unknown. And these two songs, Crying Over You and Location Unknown just bought this kind of bit of wild traction that I kind mm. of hadn't really anticipated in Southeast Asia and then other parts of the world. Um, and it was really them that I have to thank because there was this one evening we were in LA and they said, why don't you do this on your own? And I think I, was just like, there's so many other girls who look like me and sing. No, it's just too much. And they were like, I think this is what you really want and you should go for it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, but it's the thing I care about with music is what it does in culture. Mm -hmm. It's that it's like this, like, you can't touch it
0: Mm. magic Mm.
1: that bottles up your feelings. Mm -hmm. And when you want to go back there again for your, you know, sad girl healing, Mm -hmm. you press play or you're grieving and you can press play and enter into it and then leave it. Mm -hmm. And also that it makes us have these wild conversations, doesn't it? Yeah. About all the things we never talk about, especially as English people. Yeah. Um, And so I'm saying this to them and they were like, well, just work with the people you love and do that then. And I think it was probably one of the most honest moments of my life where I let myself attach to the imagination that was in my head, that was always imagining that, but would never quite give words to it because I didn't think I could do it. I just had mad imposter syndrome and still do probably. Um, so from there, yeah, it's just been like years of being able to write and work with people I love and Mm -hmm. do it the way I love. And you must have this too, where jobs that are creative and somewhat look sexy, Mm -hmm. which if you do them, you know, they're not, Mm -hmm. but you also have to fight this feeling that it's going to be too much Mm. and yeah, that it's too wild to want to do it. But fundamentally, if you're dreaming it, it's going to be pumping in there for the whole time, isn't it?
0: And I think like what you said about and and the advice that they gave you—just work with Mm. people you love—that is so so true to you. And I think just shines from you your passion for what you do and your passion for people. Like I really am not kidding when I say you're probably one of the best people in the biz and best people. Honestly, I tell everyone you, you fill the room with sunshine when you and you will fill. People who are watching their this their lives with sunshine, but I think that just shine shines through you, and being able to work with people that genuinely see that and want to make that flourish is just so important, isn't it? It
1: just is, like you know, because we are three sixty people mm. who go home, have a weird thing going on with our partner, have an annoying text from our mum, mm. and look in the mirror and feel annoyed. Mm. All that is going on in our lives mm. when we then come to our jobs. Yeah. So if you're not working with people who are gonna have, who want to give you a bit of empathy mm. when you're trying to get them to back something that's creative and ethereal, mm. I think you're just stuffed. And yeah. so the people in our team so far have been, you know, everyone we kind of attached to from my manager, Tando, yeah. who's a dear friend who I grew up with. Love Tando. Yeah, to, you know, every all the-, the And your guitarist. he Yeah, guitarist Matt, Matt who I grew up yeah. with again. So many people in the team have been friends, or have become friends, and they all carry that sort of thread of why it's important to have those relationships. Because it just otherwise it gets tiring, definitely boring.
0: When was it that you first actually realised that you could sing? I know you said you always had this in you and that emotional connection to music, but like when was the first moment you went, ah, I've got, I've got pipes? You remember?
1: I think it was probably about seven, and my uncle, Uncle Mark, my mum's brother, had come over from the West Indies. He used to work in London and had been a producer. Mm. So he, in my head, was a heavyweight champ, (laughs) and he knew what he was talking about. Yeah, And whenever he'd come over, because I knew he loved music, I would sing really loud. And there was this one time where he'd gone up to bed, because bless him, eight-hour flight. Sure. And- I was singing at the time, Whitney Houston, because of course I was, that's who <laughs> I was being raised on. Shout out mom and dad, no pop music in the house ever.
0: Just- Just Whitney Houston. Just the greats, yeah. Yes.
1: And apart from the Spice Girls. And um, I'll never forget like standing and singing and get, I will always love you. It couldn't get more basic beach than this. And he, afterwards he came down and I was doing it underneath the room he was living. And he was like, I think you can actually sing. <gasps>
0: And you've yes! got that
1: stamp of yes, approval. Yes.
0: Amazing. Like,
1: yes. And then maybe a bit more as a teenager. Yeah. I had somebody who kind of came and said, you know, we're doing, we've got some funding for kind of artist development stuff within the community. Would you want to do it? So I was like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But before then I wanted to dance. Yeah. And I really, it's one of those things where it's like a secret thing in my heart. Where I really but you can do it.
0: Stage. You've got some good moves on stage.
1: <sighs> no, but they're, they're the pulled back, like, you know, what I dare to do moves. Okay. Whereas if I tried to do what's in my head, yeah, exactly, if I got that shoulder shimmy that you just did going on, <laughs> it would be so awkward. But I need that J-Lo moment where I find my choreographer and he's like, come on, yeah. I, mean, I become honey. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> preview of what's really going on in my heart.
0: Um, so you released your debut single back in 2020. Well, yeah, yeah, is that right? Was this in the madness of COVID? This was
1: straight in the COVID. Yeah, so this was the October of the first part, right? Because it kicked
0: off in March.
1: Yeah, it did, and in that time, yeah, I was. I just said to Tando, I think you should manage me Mm -hmm. because I'd been having a few meetings with other managers, and just the classic Ruth. You know, when you're sat with someone and they say, and their team come in and do something, and then they're annoyed and they go to you. Between me and you, I don't think that uh, my team should be doing that kind of thing. And and then starts to talk to you about their team and you're thinking, there is no between me and you because we met five minutes ago. Yeah, sure, weird. Just Lots of that weird stuff within the music industry. Lots of managers that, you know, we are just not going to be great.
0: Yeah, I hate that. Like in order to bring you in they were basically belittling 100% people like that and you know if
1: they're the head you're thinking well this is just bad what are you going to say about me exactly and I think as a woman also I was very sensitive about the kind of person I wanted to have because I needed somebody in this extremely male dominated environment who Mm -hmm. was going to represent me well Mm -hmm. and bring my energy into those forums Mm -hmm. and had met loads of people decided on Tando and that had kind of been the march I say decided on Tando had to woo Tando really hi friend yes um And he'd already been helping a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. So it felt like this beautiful match made in heaven. Definitely. And then just finishing songs because that had been happening before COVID. And yeah, it was such an exciting year, mm-hmm. horrendous mm. in life. But it was so exciting, just feeling like, yeah. The momentum for the little dreams that had been in my head mm. was starting to happen, starting to see things happen. And-
0: so what month was it that you released the, released the track? October. October? <laughs> So yeah, how did we get there? Talk to me about that song. Yeah. How did it feel when it finally was out there?
1: God, I'll be there. Still is probably
0: the most special of all it? That was one of my questions later on. Yeah,
1: I feel like it is because Mm. it had been a song. It was the first song I'd ever written for myself Mm. as Becca. And we come back from being on tour and I kind of come back to this, my house where Jordan was living, my husband, Mm. making it sound very weird. (laughs) the shed. (laughs) No, I just come home and he'd been really struggling with his mental health. Mm. He'd been struggling with depression and anxiety, but I hadn't known how bad it had got. And I think he just, he hadn't wanted to tell me. And also when you're in that space, you're not uh, telling everybody the depths of how much you're struggling. You're Mm. just in it. Mm. And I think seeing him best friend, childhood, sweetheart, just struggling. I, yeah, I just had these kind of words Mm. one morning. First morning I was back actually after tour, just making some tea and toast, my pink dressing gown. And I had Ludovico Iannardi playing, just classical music, cause I'm a Nana. And <laughs> classical is not just bananas, but, no. but classical tea and toast, <laughs> yeah, Nana. And I had these first words of the song. And at the time I had a session with Han the next day, who at this point I'd been touring with for three, four years. They're like my brothers. We share a bus together, which is basically a bunk. Mm -hmm. So we were really close, but I was just absolutely crapping myself. Like, Mm -hmm. can I write songs? What do I want the sound to be like? Mm. How do I articulate that? How do I go there emotionally? And even after, you know, there's people you're so close with and intimate with and you're having so many deep chats with. Yeah. But that going there felt terrifying. Sure. And so to have this kind of moment thinking about Jordan and feeling a bit moved by the music, I just thought, let me just press record. And had these, the line, which was, you don't always feel like being center of attention. And there's a side of you that sometimes gets frightened thinking about him. And then went to my sofa, started writing a little bit, had a little cry. And I think sometimes when you're, or for me, when I'm, I have that like gut mm. feeling of being really moved. Mm. I try and follow it. Um, so I took this in with the guys the next day and we wrote, I'll be there which in essence was a song for him. Mm. But also at the time, I think I was also singing it to myself. Mm. Um, And I think as somebody who was supporting someone struggling with their mental health, also, I kind of needed that from someone else as well, because it is, we hear so much about the mental health side and the struggle, and Mm. it is actually wild. Mm. And then also, there's the other side of it, of the people who live with people who are struggling and you're managing your own mental health too. So I think the song ended up being this very 360 thing, which I'd written the year before and been finishing the year of COVID Mm. hitting. And then we released it into this stratosphere of COVID, which was, you know, lots of- bonkers time. Yeah, just crazy time and lots of needing to send things to friends and songs and all of that was meaning so much. And I think because I'd had this- Han journey so far with these fans on the other side of the world through these other songs mm. suddenly the world was very small during covid mm. so that song coming out did better than I think I thought it would because there was this little bit of traction
0: yes yeah that's a long story as all of them are amazing so you've been a daisy fan for a while
1: got I love it it was actually Azande who introduced
0: was me. Was it? Me. Yeah. I was going to say, how did you come across yeah. Daisy?
1: Yeah, it was Azande. I was like, who are we loving that's doing? Azande
0: is a friend of Becker's.
1: Azande is a friend of mine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she absolutely loves you. Yes, yeah, she does genuinely, authentically. We need
0: to put a bit more time in there. To get- yeah,
1: but well, I'll bring her every time I come and see you, <laughs> and you'll get sick of the us together. But she was the one who introduced
0: me, and really? I the first thing
1: she showed me was the sun. You know your ring that's like a rectangle yes,
0: signet yes. with the sun on it? Yes. It was
1: that, which has been going for a while, right? It has, yes. Yeah. I think it's
0: from the este, one of the Estee collections yep. we've got.
1: And we loved Estee. Yes. And she, she was your fan first.
0: Right. As Ande was. Okay. Yeah. And do you remember your first piece of daisy you got?
1: I think I had a simple chain before I then was given the green signet by you guys at the, your the, event.
0: Which one? So... Oh, at the, the one last Christmas. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. It was that. Oh, I see. And it was Megan, the other best friend, yes. who brought me to that event.
0: Yes. Sparking and she kept me. Oh, yeah. Just a lot of good friends around. I know. A lot of women supporting women. Oh, my gosh. And I telling people about great jewelry brands.
1: And that's the thing. You go with your friend's recommendation. Yes. Because ain't nobody got time to risk. <laughs> We're hardworking women. Yeah. We don't have that time for the buy and send back <laughs> so with the jewelry. Good. So just tell me what's good and let me do it. That's
0: Quote of the day. Thank you. Um, Right. Talk me through your jewelry look of today. Okay. And actually, describe what you're wearing today because it is epic. Some people are watching. Some people are listening. Mm. You look phenomenal. Thank
1: you so much. Coming from you, that means a lot. Um, I've been on holiday in the lakes. Nice. And- Had great weather. It was great weather, but Ruth, it was too long for me.
0: Okay. It
1: was too long. (laughs) Well, the holiday. The holiday was too long. With your husband. With my husband, whom I love. <laughs> but I needed to be abroad. I think a week there okay. and a week out of the country. I say this because I packed a pathetic wardrobe thinking it'd be cold. Okay. No, we've had a heat wave. Yeah. So I spent the week in sweat. So today is my first day back. Probably working. I see. And I wanted so to be gone myself,
0: big and bold, big and bold,
1: <laughs> big and bold,
0: and so, yeah. dusky pink number,
1: dusky pink suit. It's incredible. With a three-piece shop today, yeah. three-piece
0: suit from Frankie Shop. Yeah,
1: and this is a Frankie Shop shirt, which I couldn't recommend more. Really, hourglass, you tie it at the back, it comes <sighs> in at the waist, big shoulder pads. Nice. Yeah. So, jewelry wise, yes, jewelry wise, okay. To uh, go for what makes me comfortable, and this is actually a very me classic
0: moment okay it's all daisy apart from your engagement ring apart which i we're going to talk about yeah
1: so i've got a double stack of you'll have to say double. The okay names. so you've got double
0: stack of double dome i i'm a big fan of double stack i've double stacked yeah the uh wave uh wavering so you've which got which
1: i'm wearing on the other finger Ooh. yes
0: okay so you wear got these
1: two every day
0: day double dome so you've double got two dome. dome rings and you've got two Sh- shrimp shrimp shrimps easy, woven it. dome okay. rings yes and you're they, i like how you've done that one ring at the bottom one ring that's slightly smaller that's sort of mid acting as a bit of a midi ring yep okay and on the other ring other hand you've got a wavy ring I forgot the name of that
1: yeah but all you I was a bit nervous about the two the two woven rings sorry being together that that wouldn't be your way (laughs) not that I tried to make it your way but I'll never forget (laughs) watching you style for the shrimps daisy campaign shoot really and being like this is a maths that I (laughs) Need to learn. I was watching acutely, so I didn't know if this was the correct. I really like it. Thank you. Love it. Yeah. And And then the earrings. Freaking love these. They're
0: so good. What do we call them? They are the Pearl Maxi. You've got the gold Pearl Maxi shrimps earrings. Yeah. And then you've got the mini shrimps pearl earrings. In a silver,
1: which I don't usually do gold and silver together. It's nice though. It's adding a bit of a
0: glisten. It's a nice little hint okay. of something else that Thank could happen you. at any time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, amazing. Yeah. Right, before we dive into your significant pieces, I ask everyone this question. Okay. Why do you think jewelry is so important to people? Oh,
1: it's a great question. I always put my jewelry on last. Interesting. Unless it's a power piece mm-hmm. that I'm building around. So, But generally, yeah. put it on last. And I think you get so comfortable with the weight of jewelry, don't you? It's like you're... It's like your underwear. Mm. It's like this kind of close to the body comfort. I like to think of it as like a skin and what's the word? I just feel like it's your little, it's your tiny last piece of empowerment that for me makes all the difference. Because if I'm not wearing a coat, not really too bothered. Sure. If I'm not wearing knickers sometimes, not bothered. Well, no, generally I am, but no bra, (laughs) not bothered. Sure. Don't really have boobs. Um, Don't need it. (laughs) But jewelry, if it is not on and you leave the house, you notice straight away Yeah, and it just finishes things off. So yeah, it's like that tiny last little bit of sparkly empowerment, but maybe sparkly some of the most important. things. I really important. like that. Yeah. yeah. And significant. That's what's so lovely. Yeah. As we'll talk about, like you, you wear it and you're like, there's a story here.
0: Yeah. Which I love. And you're wearing a story. Mm. Okay. Well, without further ado, mm. that was a great little uh, way of entering your significant pieces. Wow. So Becca has brought her five... Most significant pieces, where shall we start?
1: Okay, should we start with what's on me?
0: Yes, let's start with your engagement ring.
1: So this is my engagement ring.
0: Describe it for those who are listening. My engagement
1: ring is a gold band with an opal, a large, very kind of aqua, well, imagine an opal. Yes. Clear, creamy, glistening, with then diamonds
0: around the opal. Can
1: we see that? That's just me holding my hand towards the camera
0: for all this <laughs> Good. listening. You're remembering those people yes, that are listening. Yes, those people who are listening.
1: And I love this ring so much because, number one, it's the engagement ring. Mm. So it's, you know, classically, it's just super sweet. Mm-hmm. But the story is so fun. Am I allowed to tell you? Yes, this is okay, what it's about. Oh my God, let's go. <laughs> so I ended up marrying my childhood sweetheart that's so much oh, he's a freaking legend you know one of those so we met we're not going to take the long version of that story okay. but we just met during the family breakdown the drama blah 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 and at the time we were both maybe a little bit too uh emotionally mature for our age so we were taking this relationship very seriously i then broke it off at 18 and i absolutely smashed his heart it was terrible so it's kind of irrelevant to say that really but <laughs> <laughs> but I was a rat anyway a few years later I come crawling back my brother sees him he starts talking to me about him again and he's like my brother Jay is my best friend in the world I call him Pingu Pingu rings me he's like Bugs I've just seen Jordan he calls you Bugs he calls me Bugsy yeah he's like, I've just seen Jordan he's been tutoring me maths it's so cute at the time yeah, yeah. And he looks like a model. Why did you break up with him? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, thanks for that. Let's just let's make that call. Highly inappropriate, but it did get me thinking about him again. And I think because it had been a few years and I'd just grown up, I just was like, this man was everything that I, sh- mm. you know, ever wanted in someone and would ever need. Mm. And I think also a bit more maybe intense that because our both our parents had broken down and mine had. And that had been a while now. Mm. I think I just had a bit more of a sober understanding of that person that you choose, that you love and you choose to continue to love. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, flipping it, this is the one. So I had decided to just call him and tell him. So I, after a while, just decided to ring him up. And I just said, I was like, hello. He was like, hi. No, that's me. Hi. He said, hello. <laughs> and I was like, look, you, I'm just going to get straight to it. And I text him to say, is it okay if I speak to you? I want to tell you something is that okay and he's very mature so I thought if you didn't want to know sure he's not going to say yes yeah and he would then say now if he were here what idiot doesn't pick up the phone like they're going to want to know what you're talking sure about. yeah so yeah I just rang him and I was like look you're the only person I've ever loved I want you to be my last and I want you to know that and he's like I hope you know what you're doing we start dating again a few years go by and we go we're in Guildford which is where I'd studied. That's
0: where I grew up.
1: Oh my God, yeah.
0: Well, I grew up like half an hour, like 20 minutes away from Guildford.
1: And yet again, another thing. So we probably went into... out to
0: uh, the drink. Yeah. Harper's we, and yeah. Stuff.
1: What was what? that slug and lettuce? You yeah. probably came and saw sink single
0: one. Oh, really? Oh, oh my god. What no, year? Wait, cringe. did you go to the ACM? I went to
1: the ACM. I
0: studied at the ACM, but really long time ago, like 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. I did a course there when it was not where it is now in it when it was in different locations oh this, gosh, is so... uh, this is why we're so this is why we're so yeah but
1: wait this is did you do you did bis- uh, m- management
0: did uh no so I did my university course was music management yes. but this is like a long time ago I did a singing course at the ACM
1: see my just... mouth is dropped open for anyone who's not watching <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like in I so know many ways that? okay oh anyway God. back sorry. to the engagement story sorry so you're wait, in we're, Guildford we're together we see this ring shop we're looking at rings and Jordan's like. We just stood outside, as we would, you know, you're perusing, you just having a look. And he's like, what do you like here? And I see this ring, but I see it in black, a black opal. And I'm like, I love that. I think that's really cool. And he's like, I I love the one next to it. And it's this ring. And he's like, why don't we just go in and just get your ring done? Like, lol, you know, being very like, ah. And I was like, sure, yeah, let's do it. Not thinking we're ever, you know, gonna be getting engaged anytime soon. So we go in, we get the ring done. And then-
0: What do you mean, get the ring up? Get done? the ring
1: sized up. Sized up, okay. Which is a thing, which you never think about. So we get the ring sized up. He now knows, I actually couldn't even tell you what, what letter I am. I lose that information straight away mentally. He obviously stores it. Yep. We then come back. He then comes back to Guildford a week later to see me again. And he goes, um, oh no, I go and look at the ring store again with my best friend and it's not there it's not there
0: of course and it's vintage
1: so I was like so I call my best friend Megan again Megan and Sunday the only two characters in any of these (laughs) stories and JJ all the loves of my life and she's like I'm like the ring has gone she's like nah well he's obviously not bought it I'm like yeah you're right you're right so he comes and he goes should we go and look in that shop again and see if the rings and see like see the ring and I was like, oh, babe, the ring's gone. I actually looked the other day and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'd never be able to afford it anyway, so whatever.
0: Nice, good cover.
1: Track forward however many months. And we're going to London for his birthday. And I think I'm taking him to London for his birthday because at the mm-hmm. time we're living in Nottingham. And we get to St. Pancras and he hands me this piece of paper and is like, can you just hold this for a sec? I look at it and it says, Eurostar to Paris. And I'm thinking, why would we be going to Paris on your birthday? Because I brought you here. Because I brought you here. (laughs) Turns out he was planning a little proposal. We go through St. Pancras. Like, we go through the Eurostar. We're walking and he goes, to be fair, babe, when we get back, I don't think we can go to Toby's birthday. I'm like, what? He's like, because we can't rock up at someone's birthday engaged. And I was like, mouth open. Like, you've just said the yeah. thing we both know is happening but no one said so I walk forward classic like absolutely shook to the clock
0: thinking is he just really messed up thinking, there
1: you're not you're smoking crack so I'm, <laughs> I walk forward he thinks he's like I need to do it now
0: Wait, did he actually mess up?
1: He messed up.
0: Oh my God. It wasn't part of this no, whole thing no. that you turn around and he's like, ah. no, no. no, he actually messed up. He messed
1: is- up. So I'm walking ahead because I'm so embarrassed. Don't really know what to do. How do you even cope when you know you're about to get engaged? How are we ever <laughs> even going to get through the flipping Eurostar knowing that he, we're getting engaged? Like, I sure. Don't, crazy. And I turn back round and he's just thought, stuff it. So he's opened his suitcase, got his ring out and he's there one knee in the middle of the Eurostar oh station and and you know like I've been with him since I was 15 so I've thought about this moment and I'm thinking freaking it. it's happening yeah. oh my gosh it's happening and I remember putting my stuff down and then seeing suddenly hearing this flutter of people being like oh my god and people are going oh my god oh my god oh my god and I'm trying to tune into what he's saying
0: yeah sure but very aware that there's so there's
1: like a ton of people there and then I'm thinking oh my god this is the moment and then he says will you marry me I say yes. We kiss and everyone starts applauding. Oh. So cute. Then they upgraded us on the Eurostar. We nice. go to Paris for a few days, nice. blah, blah. And then he went back a few years later to be like, to the Eurostar to say, hey, got do you have the CCTV? And they were like, you're the guy. We, we thought it was a lie. Oh my God. We thought God. it was a joke. So have you, got the, this, have you got the video? No, there was no video. <laughs> but this one lady who took us through, she was there and she was like, I told my friends all these years it was not <laughs> a lie don't know what accent that was. <laughs> maybe French. So I'm bad. not sure what it was. But oh yeah, my so God. It, it was like a beautiful story and really makes me feel all the kind of childhood
0: feelings. Yeah. And also
1: I just love that you went for something at the time in our sphere. You know? yes. like i Everyone was getting quite a classic engagement ring, which is beautiful, but my style is maybe a little bit different. So I love that it, it's kind of stood the test of time.
0: And I've got an on my engagement ring again. Are you another joking? Another reason why we're soul sisters.
1: This also is stunning.
0: It's a placeholder. Anyway, we're not here yeah, to talk no, about I remember, mine. I remember, thought, um, yeah, true. Okay, next significant piece. Where do you yeah. want to go to next?
1: Maybe we go to, maybe we go to the shrimp's earrings.
0: Yes, which are, I mean, they are stand-outy. They love are you. iconic.
1: Yeah, I love them. They are st- stand-out-y. stand-outy. They are.
0: But they, I've never actually held any of the shrimp's earrings in person. They're weighty. So these are from the brand shrimps. They are costume jewelry. So we've got a humongous pearl hanging down and it's a shrimp covered in, what to look like diamonds? Clear, clear glass stones. Yes. And they're so beautiful. And two little, two little pearls for its oh, little um, love. tentacles and a little black glass eye. And it's yes. just so, so, so good. God, I love them. So I tell would, me about these. Yeah,
1: so I would never, ever have seen these and thought I'm going to buy them ever because number one, I think I just, I don't, I'm not super drawn to costume jewelry, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought these are for me, but my, for my 30th birthday, we went to Marrakesh, no, yes, Marrakesh, mm-hmm. with my two girlfriends.
0: Asandi and Molly? No, Holly? Megan. Megan.
1: Asandi wasn't there that time, oh. but Megan and Beth, two of my other okay. real soul sisters. And we've been doing, everyone, going away for everyone's 30th and living with you know like we have finances we do not which is my favorite way to live and we were sat on the bed in Marrakech. we've just arrived i had had covid loads of my birthday plans had had to be cancelled and they'd been so like becca we are going we're getting there we're sat on the bed we finally arrived the accommodation is stunning and we my best friend who has been my best friend since i was 11 first friend i made in school she sat on the bed with me And she just gives me this little box and shrimps is a brand we have loved since it's been Mm. going. Um, And she pulls out this little box and in it are these these little earrings. And she wrote me this card. The whole moment was so emotional. We both cried because I think it was like, we have journeyed all the worst and best bits of our lives together Mm. from 11 Mm. through primary school not primary school, sorry, secondary school, everything. And to get to this point together, being in a moment we would have dreamt of as well. Like we had this huge rail with all of our clothes on, nice. mental everything. Yeah. Somewhere gorgeous. We were about to go out for some amazing food. Yeah. And that evening I had hair back, put these earrings on and they actually look unbelievably different to what you think they would they like frame your yes. face and I remember feeling so beautiful and so loved yeah. they just like embody this real moment of like friendship and journey mm-hmm. um, and they're shrimps
0: and they've got so much she, character they haven't do? they
1: how did it's she think of this
0: so good I this know. is
1: a real conversation we need yeah, yeah. So, I love them bestie best girlfriend gave me these from amazing her, yeah. love gorgeous you. love you Megan <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, next piece. Where should we go next?
1: Okay, going to move to maybe to another one similar to that.
0: Yeah? I'm
1: actually going to hold you up a piece of daisy jewelry. I love that you've got
0: daisy in your significant pieces.
1: Yeah, I do. Because this necklace, God, I love it. So it's a gold chain Mm -hmm. with the words pat on it.
0: (laughs) And I actually don't know the story (laughs) at all.
1: So... My other soul sister, Azande, has been mentioned probably 75 times in this podcast. (laughs) Azande um, has also been a friend that I've known since I was 18. And she is absolutely mental and always has been absolutely mental (laughs) in the most fantastic, fabulous way. And when we're together, there is no holding back any of our personality. And um, I guess a little roundabout way of the story is that she, last year I got diagnosed with ADHD. Mm -hmm. And as I was talking about it with her, She was like, you know, I have ADHD too, right? I got diagnosed as a child. And I was like, "Mm, you always say it, but as a, not as something like that I thought was serious. I thought Mm. it was in the way we'd say, oh, you're a bit ADHD. Sure. Anyway, as I went on discovering about it and I was kind of talking to her about it, she, um, was like, this is really helping me because I think I had underestimated how much I'm still, you know, under these symptoms as Mm -hmm. well. Um, and it has really unlocked so much more wildness within our friendship. I think just understanding one another and how our brains work is so just so yeah. important. Anyway, Deeper we understanding. yeah, and we through the years, um, <laughs> we have a dear friend called Joseph, and he used to call us. He calls us the aunties because he thinks we're just like West Indian African aunties, and he called us um, like Patty and Tatty, the aunties. And so we used to call each other. I, her name is Azande, which got changed to Patty, which gets changed and she calls me Tatty, which then got shortened to Pat mm. and she started calling me Pam. And this is just at no point, we've not wavered from Pat and Pam. It's not been like, why are you called that? If she called, I think I'm Pam in her phone. She's Pat in my phone. Yeah. And we were telling this to your.
0: To Katie. Exactly, I think it was Katie, wasn't Katie, it? And also yeah. I think Alice. Yeah.
1: And we were like, we're Pat and Pam. We are going to start a podcast We want to talk about, you know, all the naughty things that you're not meant to talk about in life that we all feel, and maybe it should just be called Pam Pam. And we're telling them how much we love each other and that we're soulmates and Mm -hmm. we, you know, power of female friendship. And we really, and then we were about to leave your event the other day where we got our gorgeous nails done after another bit more of launch of your beautiful stuff. And we look in your cabinet and there is a necklace. On the way out, of course. That says like mum or something. And we're like, oh my God, we should so get some let's say Pat and Pam and straight away the girls were like oh yeah we'll, we'll do that for you now And we were like no like no it's too good to be true <laughs> anyway Katie messages and they're both and it's like we've we've mocked it up for you we've done it we're going to send you Pat and Pam so then we had a, an evening where we went out for dinner and I got sent Pam because I'm Pam and she's Pat and we swapped our necklaces so now I wear oh I you've wear got Pat and
0: she's got Pam yeah and it's
1: all very ridiculous but
0: what's it's not, brilliant but it's just, I love it. you know it.
1: those I feel like it's taken me so many years to be really vulnerable and comfortable yeah. with the soul sisters in my life, mm-hmm. and I genuinely have no clue what I would do without them. Mm-hmm. So it's just significant. I wear her on my heart.
0: I love that,
1: Pat. Love you. Yes. Love you, my girl,
0: Pat. You know? So your podcast is going to be called Pat and Pam.
1: Probably not. No, it's not. Or be tea Pat and, and, and Pam. toast. Well, that would also be great. But we're both gluten free. Oh. <laughs> she hates tea. It's not I love gluten free bread though. No, it's going to be. I, I probably. Can't tell you what it's called. Okay. Yeah. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> okay. Right. Next significant piece, then Becca.
1: Okay. This one's actually much more significant. Uh, much less, much less uh, naughty and a bit more serious. <laughs> these are
0: opal studs. Gorgeous. How would you describe these? You described everything else so well. Um, they're sort of, sort of two. It's almost like two leaves. So the opals Perfect. are kind of two leaves, yes. and there's a bit of a spiral gold outline leaf. So, yep. yeah. In a really simple setting. Yes. Two kind of teardrop-shaped opals. Perfect. Something like that?
1: Yeah. So, okay. So tell me about these. So these were given to me by my grandma Mm on my 30th birthday. They're real gold. Nice. And opals, and they go with my engagement ring. But Mm -hmm. the reason they're significant, number one, is I think any family heirloom like that, they were hers when she gave them to me. Mm -hmm. But also my grandma is hands down the most inspirational woman, well, person I know. In the world she's phenomenal very long story short which i feel like i've said already i made <laughs> all the stories long is that, long story short she's a lady from north yorkshire she eldest girl of nine wow there's one above her irrelevant she goes to study to become a nurse meets my granddad who is a west indian man who had won a scholarship the story of like gone from having no shoes and saving his Sunday best to walk to school because he decided he wanted to be a doctor to managing to get scholarships to come to the UK. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even that in itself is a bit wild, but they meet over the operating table and she, she was actually engaged at the time she met him. He sees her. She says something that's quite direct. He's like, I love this sassy lady. And she would hate hearing that word sassy because she was like, I'm not sassy. I was just direct. You're right. and I believe that. But granddad tells it another way. Um, anyway, they, he persuades her to go on a date. She, you know, she's so drawn to him. She leaves her engagement. They go on a date. They get married, which is wild because they're, you know, a black man and a white woman in England in the 60s. Mm. Not happening. And they'll pictures of their wedding and just absolutely beautiful. All the, you know, West Indian on one side, Yorkshire on the other in the times of like oh, really? princess dresses, you know, gorgeous. Mm. And um, really beautiful how both families kind of took them in. Mm. They get married. My They then have my mum And they go back to St. Vincent and the Grenadines, which is what my granddad had studied 13 years for, to have all forms of medicine, to be able to take it back to his people. Grandma gets on a boat, says goodbye to her family, knowing she won't see them for another four years minimum, with a newborn who was, I think, like three weeks old. Even that, I'm like, how? Yeah. How? She arrives as a white woman on this West Indian island, knows Mm -hmm. absolutely no one, and proceeds to raise four children under four. Wow. Four or four under five children under five sorry and they start this nhs type thing for the west indies so they were i say for the west indies for saint vincent and the Grenadines. so Mm -hmm. they were so moved by the sort of nhs system Mm. that they decided we need to set something up like this so if you can pay amazing if you can't pay fine we'll still you know we'll still be there for you um and they did that through the years absolutely changing people's lives if you go now the other day we went and there was a man in a box on the side of the street who shouts out, Dr. Cyrus. And then we go down the road and the president's aide is there. Dr. Cyrus. Everybody knows my grandma and granddad. So they, they work together for all these years. And then they start, they get awards from the Queen and they come to the, you know, England to get awards from the Queen. And then eventually a few years ago, they got knighted. It's for the, for, what was it? For the contribution to medicine. St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And amidst all of this, my granddad, you know, an amazing story, but the person who held all that together Mm. was my grandma. And I'm so just inspired by her resilience. Mm. How do you, even just having now, four under five and a a job, a full-time job, so philanthropic and so caring. And my granddad passed away this year too. So she's had, you know, Mm. this person who she was, in love with since she was, you know, 21. Mm. She moved at 23 and she's been out there her whole life. Mm. Um, so I, I hold those earrings as a real thing I will treasure for my whole life. Mm. Probably my most treasured piece of jewelry because they just represent so much. Yeah. Go grandma, go Catherine Cyrus. Lady Catherine Cyrus. Lady, Lady Cyrus. Catherine Cyrus. Oh my gosh, go beautiful. Go
0: okay, okay. Yeah. your last significant my final piece. final
1: is another, is it's a another daisy piece. piece. This is my shrimp's daisy ring. And I have two. It's our shrimps and daisy
0: spinning ring. Spinning ring.
1: And I've spun it so much. Put in a nutshell, the reason I love this is because it represents so much for me about just a little bit of personal self-belief. Like that day mm-hmm. being with two brands who I have loved for years. And also I really admire you and Hannah and you represent so much that I want for myself and for the brand and for everything I'm building. And this day just being able to collaborate with you both was a real show of, I guess a little like two fingers up to imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and just believing that the things that you want and secretly dream are not too lofty or too, um, too anything really. Mm. There's no too muchness about them. They're just the things that you desire. Mm -hmm. So this is like a beautiful sort of, yeah, thing that reminds me of being able to do the thing that you love and, and that that has no like end to it. Those tentacles can go out everywhere.
0: Um, I love that. I love it. The energy you brought, like, like, was just captured in the photographs. And the energy, like, it was just amazing. It was just incredible. And I did have a pinch me moment. Do you remember before when we were getting ready, Mm. you're having your hair and makeup and you were like, what is this day like? When is it going to, when does this collection suddenly start feeling like this? And I said, when we've got you in your first look Mm. and the jewelry is on you, and it works, that's when I'm going to go, yes. Mm, because yes. I spend so much time with the drawings and with the samples and playing around and like looking at the pricing and is this going to work? But actually seeing that first photo and everyone go, oh, that was when it was amazing. Thank
1: you. I was absolutely crapping myself, but you are all very lovely.
0: <laughs> um, okay, thank you for talking through your significant pieces. <gasps> Thanks for letting me. Okay, t- sticking with jewelry,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what's your earliest jewelry memory? Ooh.
1: Getting my ears pierced you, with my grandma. How
0: old were you? I'm always interested to know what's the age. I I had to wait until I was, I think it was 12 or 13. To I get think my ears pierced. I was
1: eight. Ooh, I know, young. King. But I mean, in the West Indies, they will pierce them as a baby. Sure, yeah. Which is let's not let's not cast any judgment on that, Rebecca. It's interesting. <laughs> um, okay. And so she came over. She doesn't live here, so she was yeah. She came over and she was like. Should we do it? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We went and I had those two gold studs. Yeah. Which I would wear now. Yeah, Yeah. they are classic. Yeah. And then, you know, you move on to your, the heaviest jewelry possible that will stretch your lobes
0: (laughs) following that. I remember, and I'm sure everyone remembers when you get your ears pierced, Mm. the fear, the fear of like, am I going to twist them enough? Am I going to clean them well enough? Mm-hmm. And then when it finally, the day comes, mm-hmm. six weeks later, when you can change those studs, if you've, if you've lasted that long. Yeah. It's so hard to get the backs off. Yeah.
1: Because they, the pain, the, fear. the most intense butterfly back that you've <laughs> they were, ever seen
0: in your life. Like cemented on. It's yeah. like a very familiar feeling and fear that I think, Everyone that's ever had their ears pierced, we've all gone through it. It's, it's a ritual, isn't it? It is.
1: Yeah. And then I moved to clip ons as a teenager because I just went into this like vintage phase where yeah. I just use clip ons all the time.
0: Um, okay. What is, I've asked a few of my guests this question. Yeah. What is the best thing about what you do?
1: I think the best thing for me is going through something, it coming out in word form that you didn't mm. know you had in your head, and then that moment where somebody messages you and says, this song has done something for me mm. in my heart. Mm. And you're like, oh my gosh, number one, it was all worth it. And two, it's, so, it's just so moving. And then I think when you get to perform it live and you see a little tear or you see it move someone, that's like, for me, the best bit, Yeah, I think. Amazing. It's the emotional connection bit.
0: It all comes back. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. It's incredible. As you would
1: know as a singer which needs to be spoken about more, but whatever.
0: It was all in the past. (laughs) Looking back at that little girl singing and making up dance moves in your bedroom, what would you say to her?
1: I I love this question. I think I would say... (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on, answer. Get on with it. (laughs) I think I would say... Dream bigger. Mm. for yourself and I think I'd say also feed your imagination and ask lots of questions yeah yeah
0: that's really good
1: I think if yeah when you're young and you, your imagination is so beautiful and but it's it's those things that you say then when you're an adult oh when I was younger I always wanted to so I think yeah dream bigger dream bigger I like that
0: tell us what's coming next Becca.
1: <gasps> so there's a lot of secret stuff that I actually can't talk about but Oh. I know really boring but I will say
0: wait but maybe it's happened by the time this comes out
1: when does this come out
0: this comes out the uh this is going to be out like second week of November
1: no we'll oh be out yet. still a secret know. gutted okay so something very exciting I've been working on a project which is I think
0: you secretly told me after a few yeah, glasses of, of uh, something bubbles. I've
1: always dreamt of doing yeah And I've been working on a big body of music for something I've always dreamt of doing. So that is incredibly exciting. A few more singles that are coming out. And because of said projects, they've been pushed a little bit. But what's lovely is that these are songs that kind of came out of this wild ADHD discovery year. So Mm. it's kind of been mind, body, soul, spirit, all the different kind of parts of me are represented by these songs that are coming out, which I'm really excited for. And then also just the visual side, I think it's been as an independent artist, you have you know all these dreams mm. and then also all these real real restraints where you know you can't just cast Beyoncé to be in a music video with you so you can't something like that that's why I keep <laughs> being told it's like rubbish <laughs> but now I think some of the like more visual side for the project that's is going to be able to be happening, which is exciting. Yeah. But there's a few things I just I can't talk about it yet. Oh,
0: we can't wait. Well, we're all gonna have to stay tuned. Please. Yes. Yeah, stay tuned. We are such a big supporter of yours. You know Thank that. You. I really value the support and genuine love that you have for Daisy. Because when you were just talking about the shrimps and Daisy ring, it was going on in my head. I'm like, yeah, it's so funny because we're so I'm so in this office, Mm. so in the Daisy kind of world and what's next, you know, next year is already in my head to actually sometimes go, oh yeah, the people that actually enjoy it and hearing that you see Daisy as a brand that you look up to Mm. for what we've managed to achieve. It's amazing and I value and appreciate it so much. Now, quick fire questions. Hit me. Silver or gold? Gold. Statement piece or subtle layers? Statement piece. Yeah, of course. Got it. For those shrimps, bad boys. <laughs> dressed up or dressed down? Dressed up. Yeah. One thing from your significant pieces you'd save in a fire.
1: Probably grandma's earrings. I think you
0: already said it, actually, without even realizing it. Because the ring
1: would be on. That's true. Also. Nice, cheating the system. Grandma above husband. Is that
0: right? No, you're right. You're already going to be wearing it. Um, now we've got a uh, finished sentence, a few. I don't feel myself without. Cup of tea. Hmm. My go-to outfit is. Power dress. Hmm. And jewellery makes me feel. Me. Yeah. (laughs) Becca, as always, it was so nice to see you. And have an amazing week. Right now we're actually in fashion week and Becca's going to all sorts of amazing places. You look fantastic. We all love you. Everybody loves you. Go and listen to Becca's music, download everything, buy everything, she's amazing, you'll love her.
1: You are so wonderful, thank you. I love you Daisy, I'm (laughs) really...
0: Thank you so much for listening to Homegrown Daisy. I hope you've been inspired to start telling your own story with your jewellery and build on your Daisy collection. If you'd like to keep up to date, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram and TikTok or join our mailing list for the latest offers and news. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love you to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts and help build our daisy chain. Join us next time for another episode of Homegrown Daisy.